0: Fowler and welcome to another episode of the Disability Sports Podcast. I'd like to start by saying a huge thank you to everyone who has listened to the podcast so far. If you haven't done so already, please follow us on social media at thedisabilitysp and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on whichever platform you listen to us on. This week, my guests are Shiraz Chohan, who is Secretary of UK Blind Baseball, and Nathan, who is Assistant Coach of the UK Blind Baseball Team. In the interview, Shiraz and Nathan talk about the rapid growth of the game in the UK. They also talk about winning silver at the World Championships in Holland and their future plans for the sport in the UK. I've played blind cricket against Shiraz in the past, but over the past few weeks is the first time we've had a chance to speak. The great thing I've learnt about Shiraz is his passion to grow blind baseball and his enthusiasm to help provide opportunities for other members of the visually impaired community. Here is the interview and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, uh, Shiraz and Nathan, and uh, welcome to the podcast. How are you both? Very well, thank you, Aaron. Thank you for having us.
1: Yeah, thank you, Aaron. Yeah, got
0: all good? No worries. I am looking forward to learning a lot more about uh, Blind Baseball today. Um, so just wondered if we could start off um, by you guys introducing yourselves and telling me uh, a bit about your role at UK Blind Baseball. So if we start with yourself, Shiraz. Uh, my role
2: is, Aaron, um, as um, I wear a few different hats, as Nathan does as well. We we kind of cross over at the moment with a lot of different um, um, aspects of the of the sport. Obviously, I'm the uh, secretary role I have as on as the, as the committee, club secretary. Also, I'm part of development and helping out in the background uh, with other development work, funding, etc. Um, coaching going out on the road with Nathan and John Eaton, coaching time to time. Um, yeah, that's that's me. And how about yourself, Nathan? Yeah, so I'm Nathan. I'm
1: Nathan Potts. Uh I'm the assistant head coach for UK Blind Baseball. So I also the assistant coach uh, nationally for the, the when we perform as GB as well. And as Shiraz said, um, one of my roles is to go out and develop um, clubs and develop um, knowledge of blind baseball, really, and work with charities and work with baseball clubs to gain knowledge and hopefully build up a relationship so they can create teams. And we can create a a big league in this country.
0: Brilliant. And um, so, um, Shraz, just wondered if you can tell me uh, when you first came across Blind Baseball. A great question, Aaron. I kick myself sometimes when
2: I talk about this. Um, Basically, um, I'm talking about four or five years ago now, 2018, I was at a cricket training session, which I was leading on, uh, in Manchester, where we're based for the Lancashire Lions. And um, in between the session, I don't usually answer any calls. But for some particular reason, my phone rang and I answered it in between. I think we was having a, a drinks break or something along them lines. And I answered the phone quickly and I had a gentleman ringing me uh, and asking me about what sports we offer. So me being me as a, a blind sports uh, lover and passionate about, you know, all blind sports. Uh, I carried on the conversation with him and, I, you know, I asked him where did he get my details from because he's gone from the website uh, the Lancashire Lions website, which I'm, I'm part of as well, Lancashire Lions. And um, so I asked him, yeah, where are you from? He says, he's from Italy. I said, OK, interesting. I go, are you ringing me from Italy? He goes, no, I'm actually ringing. I've come to visit family in Manchester. I go, OK, interesting. Whereabouts in Manchester? He goes, uh, North Manchester. And I thought, right, OK, I live in North Manchester. Well, kind the conversation on, um, we narrowed it down to basically is a stone throw away from me where his family lives. So it would be awfully rude if I didn't didn't visit him after the session. So I said to him, not a problem. I'll come and visit you. Um, And he was discussing baseball, blind baseball, baseball for the blind. And um, I had no recollection of blind baseball. I've never heard of blind baseball. I've never actually played uh, baseball. I've had any interest before this, believe it or not. So... um, I still, out of me being me and, you know, out of the, the love for blind sports, went over to see him. And we sat outside. I still remember it's a nice summer afternoon and we were discussing sports and what we offer at the Lancashire Lions and what what we're all about and, you know, his background. And he kept on pushing for the blind baseball. So we were sitting down having some cold drinks and I said, OK. Um, it's something that I haven't really got the time for at the moment, with it being summer and everything as well. Me being busy on the road with the cricket, organising... Um, one thing to another, like transport, venues, etc. I go, I don't think I'll have the time. Uh, to be honest with you, I didn't have any interest for the sport uh, initially, uh, shockingly. So um, this gentleman called Gulam Sawa, which has become a very close friend of mine now, he started sending me some links. We shook hands and we said, okay, keep us informed. And, you know, when he was going back to complete the next day, he'll keep us informed. And, and, you know, soon as I went through my door, Five minutes later, I had loads of messages coming through on WhatsApp because I gave a number, and it was all about baseball for the blind, baseball for the blind. So I kind of had a look at one after a while, and then I kind of ignored it with all due respect because it was something that I thought I'd actually get into. So um, I left it a week or two weeks, got contacted by him again, videos coming through talking about the championship. And This sport has been going for you nearly know, three decades now, believe it or not, and I was very surprised to hear that. And... Um, and that's how I actually come across the sport, very accidentally. And where it's kind of led me to now today is I've had five visits to Italy. Um, I've actually been to the Netherlands. Nathan Kennedy started as well with, with the GB featuring in, in the World Cup, first World Cup in the Netherlands in August last year. And the, the relationship with baseball and people that I met as well, it's just progress such where I kick myself sometimes of how did I stumble across this? One accidental phone call, me answering it, and then I just think it was meant to be. Um, we've never looked behind really, you know, after that, uh, have we, Nathan, with, with everything that we've done on the road and with it in Italy. And it's just been something it's been like a revolution, really, to be honest with you, from where the journey started from and you know, where we kind of ended up. I mean, we can bring so much to the table and discuss it today, but I just want to hand it over to Nathan as well to give his bit of insight on it.
1: Yeah, so. I got involved. Um, again, a little bit of fate, really. Um, I was actually involved with my cricket club and one of the contacts um, for my cricket club when um, when Shiraz and the Lancashire Lions needed um, a ground to play blind cricket on. And they contacted me. Um, I obliged, came down, and in this session, Shiraz just sort of asked, what did I know about baseball? Which, yeah. from my background, I knew a little bit, but... Um, not much, and asked if I would watch a session and, and help out. So I helped out one session, and then he asked me if I'd go to Italy, which was a bit strange, <laughs> and take it back. Um, yeah, one of the first things he ever said to me was, would you like to come to Italy? So um, I rang my wife, and my wife was quite happy to get rid of me for that weekend. Um, and it all snowballed from there, really. we Yeah, we, we just ran with it and... It just feels right, like like Shiraz says. Everything feels right, and it is very much a fate thing that everything's just sort of come together. And the way people have come together from different backgrounds. Uh, my background was more a cricket background, and my my old job I was a physical education teacher, so I had different skills, which is which has been been able to bring to the blind baseball really.
0: Brilliant. And okay. um, Shiraz, you, you mentioned obviously uh, how you had contact with this uh, gentleman from Italy and that's how, you you know, you kind of first um, heard of the sport. So, uh, you know, how did things kind of establish from there? Yeah.
1: To, well, yeah, a
2: great question again, Aaron. Basically, with a lot of perseverance and persistence, Sava, Gulam Sava, that's become a very close friend of mine now. As you can imagine, it's been five years since I, I met him and I visited Italy five times. He carried on contacting me, as I mentioned earlier, and those phone calls, messages. As soon as the cricket season finished that year in 2018, um, I was thinking of going because, you know, I've discussed with my committee, you know, uh, you know, uh, just to, to mention our committee comprises myself, Nathan Potts, um, John Heaton, the head coach, as um, Nathan mentioned, and Ben Tanner, uh, the treasurer, and he also was a few hearts like myself and Nathan, and uh, our chairman, Amjad Khan. At the time, and uh, yeah, I, I mentioned it, this venture to them. And you know, uh, I go, I'm keeping getting contacted by, by Gulam Sava, and it's really keen. Is this something we can bring back? Initially, this was just for the Lancashire Alliance, and you know, where we can do, you know, go away pre season for bonding, uh, or actually pro season as we go as, as a club and you know, spend some time together and you know, just bond. And they, they authorized it, Amjad Khan and, and Ben authorized it for me to go over. Um, in October that year. I only met him in June, July, Gulam and he carried on. So, um, yeah, uh, I got a mail over and I said, OK, I'll, I'll come over and I'll have a look. So I said to the guys, I'll collate all the information that you guys think is necessary and let's see if we can bring this to the Lancashire Lions if anybody's interested. Like I mentioned to you, I uh, initially, I had no interest myself for the sport because obviously I didn't know much about it and I play cricket. Um, I've been playing for over a decade. Playing uh, goalball as well, um, that was the kind of sports that I was mainly into in the UK, and you know, so I went over, went over in October. I got picked up by the gentleman. I got an opportunity to meet quite a few members from AIBXE that actually govern the sport around the world, and they got the ownership rights, and they help developing up and down, you know, Italy, and you know, you talk about Europe, Asia, Africa. They're doing a lot of great development work. Um, I seen the passion in them and enthusiasm, you know. Of, for trying to engage me to, to take it to the UK and actually kind of launch it uh, as a national thing. Uh, initially, I said to them, I don't want to promise anything because it would be immorally wrong. But, you know, if I promise you something and I said I'm going to deliver something and, you know, I can't, but I can I can definitely spread the word. I'm here now. And honestly, they looked after me royally when I was there. Um, as you can imagine, gelatos in Italy um authentic pizzas uh taking me out uh, you know going out fine dining all the time and meeting some amazing people uh people with you know visual impairment to start off with as well and you know just sharing knowledge with each other and actually developing and forming a relationship there with them uh, with the sports again it it was something that it took me it was mind-blowing the way they actually treated me Uh, as soon as we come back after, you know, uh, the two, three-day visit it was, they took me to Milan, the, the actual uh, Institute for um, the Blind, the college. They took me to quite a few places to visit. um As mentioned, tried a few different cuisines there. um Wasn't disappointed. um They sent me an email when I got back, uh, asked me how, how I found the trip. So I emailed, I copied my committee in, obviously, and I said, I found it absolutely amazing and I'll see what I can do for you. um. Me be me carrying kind on of with things that I carry on with, I switched off for a while as well. Then um I built a bit of relationship, formed a relationship with Lorenzo and you know, uh, alongside with Sawa, they're both uh, WBSC Disability Commissioners as well, for World Baseball Softball Confederation, and and obviously a, a big part of AIBX in Italy. So um it just carried on building the relationship, the dialogue carried on continuing, the passion for the sport. So we decided the the year later in, in 2019 and Nathan will adhere to this as well because he was involved in this as well, to go over as a visit me and myself and Ben and uh, a couple of other um, club members, Abu Bakr, Wazim Afridi. Um, We went over and we said, right, we'll take a few of the players over there and see if we can bring it back. Same again. It was absolutely treated, you know, at the highest level, um, really warming people, you know, and same again. The guys come back. Ben bought into it. Um, a couple of players bought into it. Come back, we started uh, forming a bit bit of a workforce uh, alongside where I met Nathan for the cricket. As you mentioned, he was in charge of the ground and we're dealing with Nathan. And it just kind of, from there, it just progressed and excelled in such a manner where they were saying, come, come, we've got um, a tournament. This was 2019. We've got a tournament in in Rome. Uh, It's the World Classic, which we had teams... They're comprised of teams like uh, Cuba and Italians, the giants of this game, Germany, France, um, obviously not forgetting USA, uh, not forgetting our good selves, the GB team, UK Blind Baseball at the time. And um, it was just something else. And, you know, after that, I just bought into it because there's a crossover in between the sports that we already delivered at the Lancashire Lions, cricket uh, respectfully and goalball as well, another sport. And, you know, they come hand in hand with the goal ball, the actual technique of fielding, shades, etc. Um, you know, it sells itself to it to, to the blind baseball, the cricket hitting the ball, uh, fielding the ball, throwing it. I'm sure Nathan, you know, with, with, the, with his coaching hat on, he can you know give more more input into that. But it was just a complete crossover, a no brainer for us to actually not do. You know, we had to do it. Because obviously, morally, he was right as well, and it was bringing a new sport to UK. And then we decided our ethos was: we want to reach um, all blind, partially sighted personnel in the UK to actually, you know, grow the participation and form teams and give people an opportunity and, and empower clubs. As Nathan mentioned, you know, earlier, you know, connect existing blind sports clubs with baseball clubs as a model, and you know, we've done that with Liverpool at the moment. The gentleman called Matt Cliff. Um, After the Lions, that was the next club that formed. Now we have formed with Sheffield um, and also Wales. We're working in Wales. These are the four teams that we're looking at to play this season. So, you know, um, domestically and internationally, we're very keen to do things. And, you know, the tournament in in Italy-Rome, nobody really expected us to do as well as we did. And always beating USA is... uh, a nice badge to take home with you <laughs> <laughs> at, uh, at the at their sport basically. So that was good, um, good fun and games for the guys, and we did really well. Uh, we learned a lot, a lot of the Italians and the Cubans, and we what we was inspired, and we wanted to be as good as them. Um, so we put the hard work in. But before that, we we decided on a six week camp, didn't we, Nathan? Yes. Um, at Your cricket ground. We didn't have the uh, the baseball ground then at that time. So if you want to carry on and you want to mention what we kind of did then, with um, sorry Nathan, with the camp. So we basically had six weeks to prepare for an
1: international competition where me and John as coaches, we, John's from a baseball background, um, which was good. I coached a little bit of VI and blind stuff within my physical education role, Um, but it was very new to us and we was, it was a very quick learning curve um organizing sessions and trying to put them sessions together and it was six weeks of a two-hour session um i was just really going over the basics and the fundamentals of what we'd learned from italy uh, and, and trying to embed them into the team and the progress that we seen very quickly was amazing because just by doing the fundamentals the players because they they'd already been playing many VI and blind sports. They just took to it really naturally, using them skills from other sports. And we went happy knowing that we could play the game. Um, We'd never... We was going to this competition, not actually have ever played a game. We couldn't even... We didn't have enough players to play a game at training. So we'd not even played a game. Um, So, but we was happy that we thought the players were... Were, were prepared enough when we got there we were just blown away by how the players took to it and and played the game they learnt even more quickly in within a game situation um, and they drew the first game against Germany um, and then and Germany had been holding this competition for 10 years the Moles Cup um, or working on it for 10 years and then we played USA and, and, and beat them so um, I think that's where the desire to progress came really coming back from that tournament knowing what potential this sport had for vi's and, and, and blind people in this country Brilliant.
0: uh that must have been pretty nice beating the, the u.s you know especially as it's uh, one of their biggest sports out there
1: um yeah very nice um we've all, we've played them twice now and beat them both times so it gets even better <laughs> yeah. really, but, um but um, we're, we're not ones to brag obviously but um but yeah no it's it's good that um where, where we are at the moment with the sport, um, we're, we're, we're still behind Italy, but we're catching up there. And I would say now, between Italy and Cuba, we're most probably behind them in terms of the structure that we're getting in this country, in terms of teams playing. The more teams that play, everything's going to be stronger for us. So.
2: Absolutely. I think, Nathan, with this sport, uh, Aaron, you know, the beauty of this sport is that, you know, a B1, as blind sports-wise, totally blind player, or even a partial, you're on a level playing field, you're you're hitting the ball with the shades on, you're running with the shades on from base to base, and you're actually fielding with the shades on. And the beauty of it is it's inclusive as coaches like Nathan are part of the team. Nathan's a second-base clapper, so he's he's clapping players in to get in before they get run out as such, uh, and just to cover the bases. So there's two or three-sided players in the team.
0: So um, you've touched on the obviously, there, Shiraz, about a few of the rules. So obviously, when you talk about the shades, uh, my understanding is a bit like in Goldwall, all players wear, uh, apart from the sighted players, you know, all players wear the blacked-out sort of shade, so no one can see anything to put obviously everyone on a level playing field. Um, nice. And then, um, can you just briefly explain the other sort of um, main rules of the of the game and how it varies slightly from sort of mainstream mm-hmm. baseball?
2: Yeah, n- not a problem. Um, I mean. The first thing when you mention baseball, people think of pitchers. That's only we are pitching the ball. But obviously this format, um, you strike the ball out of your hand. You have three strikes. um, So you can have three strikes and out, basically, if you don't hit the valid area. Uh, It won't be a valid shot. You have to hit out towards 26, between 27 metres to make the shot valid. Um, And you have second or third base as a designated area where you have to kind of hit the ball in that area to make it valid if it goes out of the three times that's you done that's your three strikes um also you can you know you can hit the ball in a valid area but it's got to be along the floor as such if it goes up past the line uh, without bouncing it'll be a fly ball so you won't get the other two strikes you'll be out on your first if that happened um you have to strike the ball get it in play drop your bat and run from home to second base so uh, the first base has a bleeper to orientate you, so you have to touch that. And then a coach player like Nathan comes into the game because the bleeper goes off and all you're following is a second-base clap to get in. At the same time, the fielding team that have five players in the field, um, they're fielding the ball. They're trying to get it into their sighted base catcher. That's near Nathan. About Is it about a metre or two metres away from you, Nathan? Yeah, it's it's a metre and a half, yeah. There's a safety yeah. zone between us, yeah. Yeah, so uh, the time that you're trying to get in at the same time, it's a bit like cricket. They're trying to run you out. Um, so I think communication is very valid. The game's thought out very well. Um, it was a gentleman called Alfredo Melli, that was an ex-baseball uh, player, that actually invented this game and found this game over you know three decades ago now. And, um, yeah, I think it's, it's a thinking man's game, as I say. Yeah. Um, Thinking players' games, so where you actually hit the ball, run, try to get into second base. And obviously, from there, your other player comes in. Obviously, the next batter in line, they have to, he or she has to hit the ball. Uh, once the ball's in play, you get to third, where you have another sighted base clapper. And the difference between second and third base is the felts on the clappers. Um, Nathan will be able to explain that a bit more with the felts and the clappers and for the sound. Yeah, so the, the the second base clapper has
1: one bare side and one felt on it, and it is quite a loud sort of clapping sound. On third base, they're both felted, so they're dampened. The sounds a little bit dampened, but what you've got to imagine is when plays in, you've got some, you've got the umpire first shouting a fair ball, then you've got the first base bleeper bleeping. Then you've also got the second base clapper clapping. And if you've got someone second to third, you've got that third base clapper also clapping. And you've also got the sighted fielder communicating with the fielders to throw the ball in as well. So there's lots of different noises um, going on. And and I think that's one of the hardest parts as players to get used to is defining which, which sounds apply to yourself.
2: Yeah. It's practice, Nathan. It's it's made us really good at it, hasn't it? What you put in is what you get out. Um, Really, really made it challenging. And, you know, we enjoy the challenge. And um, some of the players, the way they've they've progressed is, you know, uh, something else, you know, to be proud of, really. All the hard work that's paid off. And I think we didn't mention home plate there. to be So from third, you can run into home uh, where you don't have any assistance. Um, He's just running a straight line. But there's... Four or five umpires in each game, for for safety because safety is very paramount. Uh, waiting around the bases so you don't go off track. So safety is priority. Um, there's a lot of side people involved, as you know. You can imagine, you know, with people with shades on. So there's five umpires functioning the the game really.
0: And how many uh, players are there per team? And how many innings, uh, you know, does each team have in a game?
2: it depends on the competition how many innings it will be it could be an hour 15 minute game um or it could be you know nine innings each depending obviously uh, um you can have seven players in a team five can play at one time and five can be in the field at one time and you can change your batters around with the seven and you can have the other two that, um that extras actually uh, fielding as well coming on as a fielder
0: and um yeah. And um, how does the ball work? Um, does the ball make a noise um, so that it makes it audible?
2: Yes, the ball's got a bell in. So, whilst you're fielding the ball, you could hear the bell. So, it's uh, it's rattling. So, you, you've got to listen out very carefully. Like I said, that's the, the goal ball element of it, where you're using your, your hearing and you're actually getting over to dive and then you're throwing the ball in.
0: So I've seen in America that they have uh, beat baseball. So it sounds uh, that there's some very similar elements, but also some slight differences. So um, is, that a, is beat baseball kind of a different, slightly different version of the game compared to blind baseball?
1: Yeah, yeah so beat baseball. Sorry, Shiraz. Um, beat baseball is pitched. So they actually do pitch the ball with beat baseball, and the ball beeps as it's pitched, but they don't run all the bases either. Um, and the bases that they do run to are like um, tackle dummies, um, so the only run to, to, to first base as, as a tackle, dummy and then play stops there. Um, so this game is pretty much...
2: the um, diamond, isn't it? You don't need yeah, all the
1: diamond. yeah, you're actually playing the full diamond. We only play left field in terms of um, the fielding element, like Shiraz said, so you play between second and third base on the left field. But you're using the whole diamond, and players are actually running all the bases on their own, um, only, only being guided by sound.
0: And, and I guess that makes it more like, you know, uh, traditional baseball, doesn't it? Uh, you know, playing with a full diamond, obviously it sounds like with beat baseball, it's, you know, some people might feel it's less uh, like a traditional game of baseball. So um, that's, yeah, that's yeah. cool to, to yeah. hear that there's slight like differences there. Um, yeah. It sounds like, obviously, you know, the game has been growing um, quite quickly in the UK since, um, you know, since you brought it over. Um, you mentioned earlier, I think that there's about four teams, is it now, in the UK? That's right. Yeah, that's four that we actually
2: have been working with that are ready to play this season. Um, There's a couple of more that we're working with. working with Kirk Lees. Uh, We're working with another club, hopefully, very soon in Greater Manchester, possibly Bolton, another one that we're working with. So um, there is a lot of interest generated. I think, you know, um, credit to the coaches, uh, Nathan and John, travelling up and down the country for the past few years, uh, have a go days for British Blind Sports I think you know uh, the road show that we kind of call it has really promoted the sport and it's promoted to people out there and you know let people know hey there's a different sport here and that's our aims and objectives is to reach people and, and let them know there's a different sport and you can form a team and we'll support you to actually set up a club as a governing body Um, we can support and that's our role so you know uh, I think you know hats off to the guys that have been you know going delivering you know, non-stop doing two, 300 miles miles a day, uh, all the way from Manchester, all the way to, I mean, south, past London. Uh, I mean, Nathan, you've travelled up and down the country, haven't you now? So, yeah, yeah. It's,
1: but it's all for a great time. We, we enjoy not so much the travelling, but we enjoy when we get there, what we do, so it's yeah. um, it's amazing really to 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 go around and uh, the, I'd say now I was working it out the other week I'd say we've delivered to over 500 participants now um through the have a go days of british blind sport um and we're just getting we're getting out there now we was at the coach summit a couple of weeks ago for BSUK and and baseball and again the interest from there mine, I don't think manager has his phone stopped since with the clubs <laughs> southeast southwest all wanting more information and wanting a bit of uh, a bit of blind baseball so it's it's really encouraging really
0: that, that's absolutely here um sorry Shiraz.
2: I think Aaron a big part a big player in this has been as well as support network for us, has been British blind sports as well um yeah. you know um, Elena McGregor the the CEO. And also uh, the previous partnership manager, Alex Pitts, we had a great relationship with her as well and they really supported us and believed in our you know initiative. So you know uh, you know I'll always you know like to say a big thank you to them because you know support's very very essential and getting out to such a big audience. where you know partnership works very important and that's what we're about working in partnership. as, as Nathan mentioned, uh, BSUK, uh, Baseball Softball UK, we've got a relationship with them. Uh, BBF, uh, British Baseball Federation, not forgetting the governing body, AIBXC, uh, have been supporting us very well from Italy. Lorenzo, Sawa, Eva, they've been very, very supportive of us and our, our project. And that's, that's made us feel really good about what we're doing, hasn't it, uh, Nathan? You know, the feedback and in regards of the support. I think it was. Yeah, it's,
1: it's made us positive, hasn't it? We, we,
2: we've yeah. not been
1: negative about things or thought what do we do next there's always been someone we can go to whether it's bbs or ai and 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 get some information that we needed that's made us more confident and yeah it's really supported us and we're always wanting to make them partnerships because it it makes us stronger as well as a as a unit
0: brilliant that's great to hear i think uh you know any new sport needs uh, a lot of people working behind it to to get things off the ground and and to even you know when it is established to continue to run you know all sports are reliant on you know volunteers so yeah. um, it's fantastic to hear about all the yeah. you guys have had um you've mentioned obviously you know there are now four clubs in the uk and things is there a domestic league set up or are they just kind of be playing friendlies at the moment
2: we're working on a domestic league um, at the moment um, with the committee, so hopefully we're working on a calendar at the moment, aren't we, Nathan, to release a calendar because all these clubs are so hungry for it. Uh, Liverpool, Sheffield, Wales—they all want a piece of the action, and so do we. So obviously, you know, the Lancashire Lions have got a team as well. So you know, I think I start off, you know, where we actually showpiece in the sport is uh, as a blind baseball festival is really good for us to get out there on the road this year and play as many games as we can. And possibly we may be hosting an international tournament in summer, something that's in the in the pipeline as such. So it's not hundred percent confirmed, but it would be a great opportunity to show a piece of sport in the in, in the UK, hopefully this summer. That's something that we're working on, but yeah, the the teams that are formed at the moment, like we said, Liverpool where uh, Matt Clifton, a lot of a lot of good hard work. He's from the blind community, obviously Annette Annette Parker from uh, Sheffield, and not forgetting uh, Holly Island. That's from the baseball background as well from Wales. Um, these these are our uh, people on on the on the ground at the moment that are promoting the clubs and you know working with us in partnership to to get this game up and running. And we're more than confident that this year. Would get some good publicity on the sport and would reach more blind and partially sighted participants. We're working with uh, you know with the teams that we've got at the moment. I'd say there's forty five to fifty players that we've targeted um, that would hopefully be a part of uh, this season, domestic season coming. And I imagine, I'm, I'm not imagine actually, I'm confident. I think would reach a few more than that as well. I think it'd be a good target to actually you know hopefully start off a couple of more teams for the following season.
0: I know you play um, blind cricket as well, Shiraz. And um, what's your site classification? Um, my
2: for- my side, my side classification is uh, low partial, um, in between a B one and in between a B two.
0: Okay, so, so um, for anyone who doesn't know, I guess we'll see. There's a low partial. You you know. Uh, and for us, partials in by cricket, like B2s, B3s, you know, we we play with what sight we have. Um, whereas, obviously, in the baseball, uh, a bit like goalball, you know, all players wear shades. So I just wondered, how have you found, you know, playing baseball and having to wear a shade for uh, the shades for the whole game?
2: I was, I'll be honest with you, I was very apprehensive because I've got light perception and I've got a little bit of sight, originally. But when I first run the first line straight, as um, I'm sure Nathan was was there as well, we went to Italy. Um I ran straight the first time and it was very challenging because everything was taken away from me. I was very apprehensive. But then I ran ran the second time, the third time, and I just grew in confidence. My self-esteem and confidence just grew. Um I haven't got much sight, but the little that I had taken away from me was challenging. But you know, to be honest with you, I absolutely love it. Um my condition is something that's gonna deteriorate to to total blindness. Um, as it is at night, so it'll be like that in the day as well. So, for me, it's, it's been a kind of, uh, how can I say, confident uh, boost for going forward for when I do actually lose my sight, because it's inevitable with this condition that I will. Uh, obviously, my father, my brothers, my you know, that's uh, the family, of their sights quite deteriorated over the years and they went to total blindness, so it's expected I will. So, it's really, um, give me a new lease of life as such and playing another sport. So, you know, cricket will be very difficult. but I probably still would play it. But baseball gives me full independence. And I never thought I'd say that uh, a few years ago. I never thought I'd say it. Um, you still ask me, do I know any any of baseball players? I don't. <laughs> apart, from, <laughs> apart from probably somebody I met at the at the, the coach, as Nathan mentioned earlier. But um, like I said, you know, for me, when we come back from Italy and when I, when I come back from the first visit, I had to find somebody with, with baseball knowledge. So I started doing some digging up and I come across John Eaton, Manchester Baseball Club. I had a chat with him and he was very warming towards it. And from then, you know, he said, I'm very interested. From then, he's been a part of, you know, the, the plan of action. Uh, it's always good to have somebody with that knowledge, with a baseball background and it's worked. And like I said, you know, the, the recipe was filled with, with Nathan, with his PE. And teaching background, and you know, having, you know, players like in the background, like Ben, that will, will do a lot behind the scenes, and and Amjad as a chair, and everybody, you know, you know, as a workforce, to say teamwork makes the dream work. Um, everybody was on the same hymn sheet, and hence why we are where we are today.
0: And and so Nathan, um, so I just wanted, um, you know, when you first got involved with the sport, what were your first impressions of, of blind baseball, and what made you interested to want to keep working with the guys?
1: I was amazed. Um, I, I was just taken back. But when I seen them hitting the ball with shade on and the running, I was just like, "This is this is amazing." Um, being, I've coached many sports beforehand, but I'd, I'd never seen anything like this, and it was, I I, I, I just love sport. I, I always have done and I've always been interested in American sports and got knowledge of baseball and I know many more sighted baseball players than Shiraz does um, <laughs> um, but yeah it was it was just being there I, it, it for me it was being able to coach full on VI and blind people that's what sold me into the sport actually um, being around VI and blind people it made me very humble um, it made me realise a lot um, within me, my mental health, and and my life really. Um, watching VI and, and, and blind people participate in a sport, not only participate in a sport, but at the level that they are participating at as well now, is 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 mind blowing. It's it's incredible.
0: And had you had much experience working with uh, vision impaired athletes before getting involved with the baseball?
1: I I I. Taught maybe a couple of students that were VI, um, in a in a school setting, um, but that was just for a PE lesson, so it was nothing in terms of um, how I've been coaching um, VI's c- consistently. Well, so I had a little bit of knowledge,
2: on, yeah. but yeah. but sorry, but you've been full on haven't you? With us, you been yeah, yeah.
1: I, I I think I have. I've really embraced it um, because. I just love being around the guys and love love coaching um, the baseball and coaching VI and, and, and blind sports people. is is It's amazing. And have
0: it's you not... had to... Sorry, Shraz. Uh,
2: sorry, for... it's not just that, though, for, for Nathan. He's part of the team as well. You, you know, you, you want to hear him when somebody gets in at second base. It's not just that he's just a coach. He's part of the team. When he's getting somebody in, that second page based on the excitement
1: there's, yeah there's cheers there's hugs there's high fives it's everything yeah. so <laughs> you know I, mean? I get yeah. i get pretty much sucked into it Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, and, you um, know it's, it's like somebody being sighted and playing a sport with somebody that's you know visually impaired or totally blind with shades on and that you know that encouragement, yeah, the, that encouragement yeah that encouragement of, you know, knowing that you got that support and there's a sighted person supporting you. And they're as excited as you, they're part of the team. I don't get that in many other the sports. Um, I respect all sports, you know, blind sports, sighted sports, but I don't, you know, see much of that inclusivity like like this sport has got. That's what I said, you know, um, you know the guy that invented it, uh, Alfredo Melli, he's done a great job because he's really thought out about the sport and uh, yeah, it's the sensation of getting in or getting even when Nathan's catching at second base and you're hitting the ball throwing it into his gloves when he's shouting two two two, and you can hear the thud that sensation for players just going home and taking that back with them they sleep well at night after I spoke to a lot of them and I'm sure Nathan can add to that as well because he knows he's part of it uh, I, Yeah it's amazing that
1: I, I I don't even have to move off the base some, some of these players are throwing maybe 40-50 metres um, with blindfolds on and I don't have to move to catch the ball and it's coming in at power. Um it, and it, again, you know, the thud of the glove, I see the reaction of the players of you see you see someone walk past and they're fist pumping or they're like, yes, get in. <laughs> you you just see all that excitement in them and it's it's great, it's great to to experience.
0: And, and, as as one of the cited players, though, do you ever get any ribbon from the VI guys? You know, if you drop a, a drop a catch at all,
1: <laughs> uh, I always get ribbon off him. Anyway, it's really part of
0: being in a team. Um, uh, he's been lucky. He's been lucky. He's been, I don't think he's sure. dropped anything.
2: I think that's Yeah, been well, pain, yeah, hasn't yeah, it, yeah that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: I, no. I, I, uh, we have a really good relationship to the point where now the players with the clapping, we've now moved on to slide into the bases, really? so players now slide onto the bases. So it's something we're just moving on all the time, but we can have a giggle with that. We we have races who can get to the base first and. Yeah, I'll 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 give it. I'll rib them if they don't get to the base more than they <laughs> with me. I think. Yeah.
0: And um, have you had to adapt your coaching style in any way? Um, as you mentioned, obviously Nathan, you were previously a PE teacher, and you've coached a lot of sports. So, have you had to adapt in any way when dealing with visually impaired athletes at all? Yeah, the
1: the style of my coaching, I don't think, has changed so much, um, but the pre- preparation has. So, preparing for a session is definitely different. Um, and confidence in delivering has definitely become something um, that I've realised that, that I've got, that I never realised that I had um, before coaching people with that with are VI and blind. Um, so, yeah, it, it's more about my planning and having, I'm, I'm always trying to change sessions and work on sessions. It's quite challenging for me to go away and, think of a session where i can challenge the players in a in a setting that's good for and i'm going to produce some good stuff from a vi or um blind player that's different to how i would normally coach um again because because of things like modeling to mo- to model normally you would stand there and go right this is what you do but to model with a vi and blind player it's it's, it's more about um it's more going from a different angle um there's a lot more touch involved um and your you, your mindset changes um and you you're more aware of your surroundings within your coaching um and I even do it at home now being around these guys all the time, I walk down the road and I go to my wife or my kids, two steps coming up and they go, why are you telling us this two steps coming up? <laughs> and it's like, because that's the kind of stuff that I'm used to because it becomes natural. Um, You know, doors opening to the left, there's some lights coming up. or And, and yeah, my, my, my wife and kids are saying, we know, we know.
2: <laughs>
1: but, but yeah, so there is, it's more of an adaptation uh, um, towards your coaching rather than, um, I would hope that, the way that I coach um, is, is quite relaxed, um, but at the same time, Shiraz knows I will make it known if... I'm not happy Well I don't I don't do it In a bad way or anything Shiraz knows when I'm not happy with him Don't you Shiraz When are you
2: ever Happy with me But yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's just because I want more out of you That's
2: all um, no, I so, think but... Nathan, I think the important thing With Nathan Is feedback And reflection You reflect don't you A lot in your sessions Yes you know what I mean? And the feedback That you get Because you're always Asking us aren't you you know, uh, yeah, you well,
1: know. The, the feedback's really important with VIs. Just if someone throws in a ball and they've thrown it to your left and you've had to take a step, normally you would just get on with it as a coach and go unlucky next time, but you have to feedback exactly what happened for the player to realize that you did have to go, I have to go low to my left about a meter. So you, you're just explaining more, and that's what I love about it is you, you, you bring more to, to your game as a coach, and I think. The other day, I realised when we was doing a throwing drill as well. I was working with another coach, and they were saying that would the the players had the shades on, and I think we did about fifty throws, and every throw throw went to the glove, but every player was calm in the throw. The the it was they were really good throws, and what the coaches were saying was, we'd love our players that are sighted that play baseball to have that demeanour about them because they pick up a ball and they panic and they throw. Mm-hmm. And and then the throws, the throws then to the side or where the, the players are actually, you know, they're drilled well. Um, so there's, there's lots of things that can go hand in hand between sighted baseball and blind baseball, um, which is, it's, it's really good. Yeah.
0: Ooh, and then what, what the key qualities that you guys think are uh, blind, make up a good blind baseball player?
1: I think someone that's going to work hard, um, because it doesn't come easy to some people But some players we've got have worked really hard To get where they're at I think using your skills From other sports The VI community is quite small So there's lots of different sports That the VI community play and know each other um, Goal ball Like Shiraz has mentioned Massive um, within the fielding um, And the tracking of the ball um, So they're really good skills But I think, I think That the main skill, like I say, is, is just to um, be resilient with it and just keep going. If you've got that resilience, which that's why I love being around um, the be Iron Blind players because they've all got such a resilience to life, um, they bring that resilience to the game and that's what makes them um, sort of expand their skills really quickly. Um, maybe um,
0: maybe, maybe uh, I,
2: like. Sorry, go on, Strasse. <laughs> Yeah, I think Nathan's right. If I could just touch on that, Aaron, I think, you know, the players that we've got playing, um uh, we've got players that are teenagers, we've got people that are over fifty and over sixty that are playing in the sport. So it shows inclusivity there again. It's it's tailor for whoever wants to play. Um obviously, you know, our job is to make somebody as as the best they can be. I'm right in saying that, Nathan. It's support that's, them through that. That's my job. The best yeah. player they can be or yeah 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 you know and at the same time is you know it just goes to show there's no kind of like window on it or uh, you're too old you can't play because so we've got a few that are over 50 and I think one or two that are over 60 so don't think you're too old come down and have a ball yeah
0: brilliant um it, it sounds very much like uh blind cricket in that sense um where you get players you know of all ages playing and that's one of the things that I've always loved about blind cricket is how you know it's for all site classifications and all ages and abilities, really. Um, I understand with uh, the baseball, um, you had, was it the World Championships last year, Um, which I believe went pretty well. So how was that experience? Go on,
2: Chiris. you want
0: to go first, Nathan? You want to go first as a coach?
1: Um, Again, we worked really hard. Um, We knew at this time a little bit more in terms of what the standard was going to be like. Um, so our preparation was a little bit better. We had more time to prepare, um, and again, I think um, we still we still did better than what we ever would have expected. Um, because just in game situations, because of the the situation we was in with training, again, we couldn't always get a game situation going with with the players. We was. Even though we'd played little bits of games, we knew where we were, but we didn't it's hard to it's hard to look at other teams because there's only there's not much footage of other teams playing or so you can't really gauge. We know the Italians are very strong. Um, but the other teams, um it was hard for us to gauge where we would be scouting wise, because there's no there's no footage or anything really of, of people playing apart from Italy. So we was going in a little bit sort of unaware of of what was going to go on there but we we felt prepared and we felt that the players that we picked were, were going to do a do a, a decent job would I have said we'd come back with a a silver medal I wouldn't have at the time um and that's not down to the players that was just down to maybe me and John's underconfidence as well as coaches and not being as confident as maybe we should have been um, with our players um, but it's a learning curve. Um, yeah, I don't know if you want to answer that,
2: Sean. Yeah, I mean I'm sure it was wiping your tears or something along them lines when you of excitement when you when you uh, when you was in the Netherlands. Um yeah, um, as you, as mentioned earlier, it's, it's just not a, a blind person's game. If you know, if you've got sighted uh, you know, personnel in the game are an, and you know, the tears of joy. If you see the tears of joy, it shows how close the sport is to each and everybody's heart. Um, whether you sighted, obviously impaired. For me, it was an absolute honour to be part of the first World Cup World Cup in Netherlands. And, you know, I think it was absolutely um phenomenal, you know, occasion. It was absolutely, you know, great landmark for the sport, um, for blind baseball, a great opportunity for people to see the future. And Netherlands hosted it really well. And coming back, as Nathan mentioned there, with the silver, uh, that wasn't even amongst our wildest dreams, to be honest with you. We didn't even think of that. We knew we'll do okay. We was confident, the players was, the coaches was. But the way the first game started against Italy, I think that set the tone of the tournament. Um, as Obviously, it was a draw, and you couldn't pick which, which was the better side. And from there on, the confidence just from game to game just grew with the players, uh, with the coaches, and hence why we ended up uh, you know, uh, with a silver medal. I mean, obviously beating teams like USA—that's that was a very good side there, uh, France—and um, obviously uh, losing to Italy in the final. Obviously, you know, it, it was hard, but you know, I think they, we understood they've been playing this sport for nearly 30 years. We've only I just think played it.
1: It was quite gracious for us as well that we drew yeah. with Italy
2: in the first game, yeah. and the
1: Italians yeah. have took it, taken us lightly. So in the final, they put out their strongest team. They did, they uh, did it. to prove to prove a point, and they proved the point. They they annihilated us. But we we we'd give everything that we could possibly give over that weekend. Um, sure. And and as me and John as coaches, we couldn't have been more proud of the players because they were just that what they give over that two days. Not forgetting that our flights were delayed by four hours, we missed the opening ceremony. Yeah. Um. We was giving we was giving the players kits out at two o'clock in the morning. We was getting picked up at five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. To go to the ground, to have breakfast, to start our first game. So the preparation for the actual tournament uh, on on the days, was it was very stressful and there was no real sleep had um, for two days. Um, and I think we lived off a high and and, and the high of, of winning some of the matches kept us going right through
2: to the end, really. Yeah. Absolutely, I, I'll agree 100% with that. And the Italian coaches and Italian setup when we drew with them, they was really taken. Oh, there was, a yeah, they were high fiving
1: us and congratulating
2: yeah, yeah. us. They were they were yeah. taken back by us a
1: little bit because we'd we'd taken a sort of development team over to Italy six months previous. Was it? Shiraz? Yes. Yeah. Me. Yes.
2: Um three months, three and,
1: and the the we. Me and John knew that it was a developed team and, and we knew what we were doing in terms of putting the teams out and stuff, but it meant that we didn't do very well in the tournament that was that was there. And I think the Italians thought that we'd not really developed in any way. Um, but that might have been a masterstroke from us, really, put, for lowering him into a false sense of security. <laughs> uh, but, um, but yeah, it, it, they were just taken back by it. And um, a couple of their coaches actually got told off for being so nice to us. Um, and congratulating us because some of the the head coaches didn't really like it, but that's sport. <laughs>
2: yeah, well, definitely.
0: But then, I think that's an amazing uh, achievement, though. You know, for your first, uh, you know, sort of uh, world championships, it's uh, yeah, incredible. In the short time that you know the game's been played in the UK, uh, and it's fantastic to hear. Are there um, any other international tournaments coming up in the near future?
2: Possibly, we, we may, as I stated earlier, we, we may host a, a European competition this year. Um, it's very much in its infancy stage at the moment, the discussions are. Uh, we're looking to see if we can, if we can, then it'd be great for this country, for the UK and, you know, on the back of everything that we've had uh past few years and, you know, with lockdowns um, a couple of years ago and everything as well, we, we've been holding ourselves back and waiting to launch ourselves to, to do something in the UK. So... It's an opportunity and would 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 embrace it we had the opportunity and this is what we're working on. But we've got to sort logistics out. Um we're hopeful. We're hopeful, like I said, it's very much in its infancy stage. But yeah, um AIBSC are, are willing to help us and baseball softball UK are willing to be hopefully you'll be a part of it, alongside with those UK Blind Baseball Association. So watch this space, twenty twenty-three, you never know.
0: <laughs> and Baseball is traditionally a, a summer sport, so do you guys train indoors during the winter or do you have a break over the winter period? Um, we have
1: a break of about three weeks <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then we go indoors. Indoors is tricky because the, the, the major thing is we're using a lot of sounds. So inside, um, when you're running and there's not much room, you've got walls to consider and um, so it is a it's a lot harder indoors, and we can't really play games inside, because again the size is just not conducive. Um, but it's good for us because we do go in and we just hone on the fundamentals of the of the three main skills of the batting, the running, and the and the fielding, and just sort of honing on them. And like I said before, I'm trying at times to develop a little game that we can play inside or little sort of drills we can do that are different that will bring on the players even more. Um, but So, yeah, but hopefully. I mean, it's still a bit light out there, so I'm hoping in a couple of weeks we're back out there, so that'd be great.
0: And who's the best player you guys have come across in blind baseball and what makes them stand out from everyone else?
1: Shiraz's good friend, Gulam uh, Um yeah. He stands out a mile because... He can hit home runs. Uh, a home run is 220 feet, or 235 feet, sorry, but that's hitting a ball out of your hand. That's a long way to hit a ball, through fielders as well. Um, and Sawa is the only person that I've seen do it on numerous occasions. Um, I would say he's going to be coming to sort of the back end of his career soon, but he is, everybody looks up to to Sawar as this you know, he is a legend of the game. Even I believe that the medal that we won at the WBSC is a player hitting the ball, and we believe it was actually modelled on him hitting the ball. So that's the kind of legendary status
2: he's got within the game, really. So. Indeed, you're quite right. You're quite right, Nathan. I was gonna, I thought Aaron, when you mentioned my name, I thought he was gonna say I'm the best player he's ever yeah. come across first. But if you ask
1: me the second one, Aaron,
2: then I might, <laughs> I might tell you somebody I don't know, <laughs> but no, most uh, 100%. He's somebody that we really look up to and uh, want to be uh, in, in the same kind of uh, category. Uh, he's definitely really, really good all around. He's, he's a tall bloke, he hits the ball well, he runs well. Throws it well, he has got all aspects, hasn't he, Nathan? Of the game, he's got all, all bases, excuse the pun, all bases covered. Um, <laughs> and, and he's, yeah, and, and he's as a good part, he plays a good part, a good role with developing the game as well. Um, not just a player, obviously, he's part of AIBXC and, like I mentioned, the World Baseball Softball Confederation Disability Commissioner, alongside with, with Lorenzo, and them both really promote the sport. And you know, hence why we're playing today because their hospitality, Nathan what has it been like every time we went Do you know it's been phenomenal oh, sorry yeah, yeah. yeah. It's phenomenal, out, yeah.
1: Out the world. italians know how to take care of you they are very uh their hospitality is second to none um that great food great company um yeah, passionate just, very passionate i'm very, very passionate about the game yeah and it's
2: you know so are we so it it yeah. makes a good combination agreed and you know it's not just that uh, Aaron, the sport. Hopefully, it's, it's on the road to the Paralympics. You know, all right, it's, it could be a good few years off yet. Um, but, you know, it's, it's having two teams in every continent and the work that, you know, Lorenzo and AIBXC and with all the different hats on are doing, I mean, they're doing work in Asia at the moment with China and, and Taiwan as well, um, Pakistan, India, Africa, it's, it's, uh, Tanzania, Uganda, more, more recently, obviously Hungary, um, a bit of work in Austria and Europe, and the the, the latest uh, product is Netherlands, isn't it, Nathan? Obviously, yeah. they've come out of nowhere and they've supported them and brought them through. Uh, after UK, the next team is is Netherlands. That's coming. That's progressing quite rapidly as well. They're looking to set up a league like us. So yeah, it's it's a great. Great sport to be involved in. The atmosphere is great. Is you know, it's just a festival when you're out there playing with a few teams, and it's not very time. It's a family, fun. isn't
1: it? Yeah, definitely. It's a baseball family. It's a fun, fam- very family orientated sort of feel to to all the teams. When we meet, we're, we're all very friendly. We all the coaches talk, and we we sit down and we we eat together and we It's very awesome awesome. 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 Yeah, and yeah. it's yeah, it's a nice family. It, it is that sort of baseball family feel.
0: Brilliant. And if there's anyone listening who uh, wants to come and give uh, Blind Baseball a go, who can they get in contact with?
2: Nathan can give you the Facebook address and I can give you the email and Twitter. Uh, Nathan handles the, the Facebook. so Yeah, so that's UK Blind Baseball on Facebook. Um,
1: you can get in touch through Messenger on there. Um, there's also um, the um, email address, which is ukblindbaseball at gmail.com. Um, which is another um, method of of getting in touch. Um, and Shiraz, did you say the Twitter? Sorry, because I don't
2: deal do with the yeah. Twitter at, at at UK Blind Baseball. Um, yeah. yeah. So just feel free to contact us on any of them platforms, and we will get back to you. Any sort of question, no questions, a silly question, if it's anything about the sport, feel free. We're more than happy to assist, and I'm sure we can support and you know get you engaged and you know, bring you through into the sport.
0: Brilliant. Well, thank you uh, both very much for coming on the podcast and, uh, you know, telling us all about blind baseball. It's fantastic to hear the growth of the game and how quickly it's grown in the UK over the last uh, five years. And, um, you know, I look forward to hopefully catching up again in the near future to hear how things are evolving. And um, I definitely need to let me know if you've got any uh, you know events going on kind of in the south. I'd uh, love to come along and uh, and give the game a go. Definitely. No, thank Absolutely. you.
1: For having it'll be a it'll pleasure.
2: Appreciate it.
0: Yeah. Thank
1: you.
2: it would be a a pleasure having you on board uh, Aaron and yeah thank you like Nathan said thank you very
0: much for having us on I hope you enjoyed listening to that interview with Shiraz and Nathan and learning more about blind baseball the next episode of the podcast will be released on the 19th of March and as always thank you very much for listening